If you like growing food, then you might like eating food. And if you like eating food, then you might like cooking food. Well, go check out the first season of Backyard Kitchen available on Tubi for free. Available on all smart TVs and online. That's T-U-B-I. All free. First season of Backyard Kitchen. <coughs> oh my. That's right. I got a cough. And you know why? Because I haven't been using my echinacea appropriately. So today we're going to talk about growing echinacea, what it's good for, how to use it. But what more importantly we're going to talk about is are you using it correctly? Right here on the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening. We're your hosts, Ben and Batavia, and you can find me gardening in the country. And you'll find me gardening in the city. Get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, where we learn to grow and grow for change. All right, everybody, before we get started, there's one thing I do need to tell you. Note, we are not doctors. Do not use this without consulting a medical professional. Some of these can interact with your medication and diagnosed or undiagnosed conditions. So use at your own risk. Um, And also send us all of your pictures for your spring gardens on Instagram. DM us because we're going to share them with everybody because your garden's amazing and you know your garden's amazing and we want everybody to see it. And um, patron, you know how it is. Come check us out. So, yeah, Echinacea. This is one of my uh, my second favorite. Is it now? Second favorite as far as like plants that can be used for medicinal purposes or second favorite in this series? Um, Plants that can be used for medicinal purposes Okay. for a number of reasons. And I'll get into that. This we're going to be pushing the limit on this one. So, (laughs) Okay, I'm, 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 I'm. Listen, I'm riding out with you. Whatever that I means. I know you are. We're going in. We're going in. Let's do this. All right. So I'm going to open up with what is a treat, and I'll let you tap in. All right. So in general, it's said to have positive effects on the immune system. So we know that it is very general, but it also may lower blood uh, sugar levels. It may reduce feelings of anxiety. Um, it's known as an anti-inflammatory um, kind of. It has anti-inflammatory properties, I should say. Uh, it may treat skin concerns, um, which I've heard. That's probably my first like official understanding or use of it. Really? Um, yeah. That's like that's the wow. first thing I heard about it. Um, and then a lot of these are noted as it may offer some protections against cancer. We basically don't even include that in these episodes, although I'm saying no. it out loud um, because I'm just not comfortable with, you know, attributing a flower or spoiler root um, to that. You know, it's a well, serious business. We're going here. on a limb talking about this stuff anyways. And I am not <laughs> trying to tell people how to treat cancer. So there's that. My last comment <clears throat> is going to be, um, it's best known as an over the counter herbal remedy for the common cold or flu. That's what the internet yes. said. Yes. No, you're exactly right. And I didn't want you to get us started already, but Tavia. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna circle back to that one after we get through all of the data points on this, because I'm spoiler alert: it does not treat yeah. a cold. Okay, <laughs> it provides some relief. I imagine yeah. is what you're about to say. Yeah, no, it doesn't even do that. Mm-hmm. It prepares you for a cold. 
And uh, you can hold on to that, and we're going to talk about everything, and then we're going to come back because I want to make sure that we tell you guys how to grow it and everything because that's what the focus of the show is. Mm-hmm. And then I want to talk to you about preparing it for a cold. Because I'm like, hold on to that for them, and I'm like, hold your horses. Wait, what? Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I, because you're going to talk a lot clearly on this episode, so I'm going to go over what it looks like. <laughs> let me let me get to the easy stuff. So it's uh, the flowers are this. It's described as a rich purple. I don't think it looks rich. I think it looks kind of um. Um, like a bland color purple, like a faded color purple. Even I wouldn't even describe it as kind of, there's a vibrancy in pastels as well. Um, But the florets grow, like there's the dot, the middle, the eye of the flower, and then the petals kind of grow from that. And those are the purplish colors. Um, It has a cone shape, hence the purple cone flower as a nickname. Um, It actually is, and a lot of things we talked about are in the daisy family. Which also is a name, right? Yeah. <laughs> Most times Jasmine, a woman's name, Daisy. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a guy's name Daisy, too. I've met a few. Yeah. Okay. And then um, I'm going to go over when to grow it. Summer. Yeah. So <laughs> the thing is about <clears throat> growing it. So um, it's a herbaceous perennial, mm-hmm. which means it's a non-woody stem. Uh, you want full to part sun, bloom summer into fall. Zones three to eight, it's perennial. <clears throat> but when you grow it and you get Wait, the seeds... Re- I'm going to stop you. Zones what to what? Three to eight. Okay. Because I have hardiness zones five to eight. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The drama. But go on. You know, I would say um, to be safe, I would go with your number. Mm-hmm. It's five to eight. I think it's always better to be conservative on yeah. that. Um, now, you had told me at one point that this is one of the first seeds that you got. Mm-hmm. And which is a bad seed to give somebody yeah. because it's difficult to start from seed. And, and there's she a re- gave me instructions. She gave me a, a few different flowers, seeds, and she gave me instructions, but she didn't give me the instruction, the proper instructions to grow these uh, right. from seed. But go on. You're going to go over. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you how to stratify a seed stratification process. So what it means is it means that the seed has to go through a hot and cold process. It has to go hot, cold, Stay cold for a certain amount of days sometimes. Sometimes it just needs to have that fluctuation. What you <clears throat> And the reason why it's important is because as, as you grow the plant, the seeds fall, it naturally will grow in mm-hmm. the spring. So the best thing to do is sow it in the fall. Mm-hmm. And it'll come up. Now, if you want to do it inside, this is how you do it. Get a wet paper towel or something, um, just something to keep it nice and moist. Put it in a Ziploc bag in the refrigerator, mm-hmm. okay? Set, get your little phone out, your little phone out, set a timer for how, uh, I would say like two months, roughly, is what I do. I do it for two months, and then what I'll do is every week for a day, I'll put it in the freezer and then take it out of the freezer. So, and when I take it out of the freezer, I'm just putting it back in the refrigerator. So, it's it's getting frozen, and then it's Mm -hmm. not, it's getting Mm -hmm. frozen, and then it's not... And that's I do that here where I am because we can have day like periods of time where it's seventy plus degrees in the winter time and then it'll go back cold. So yeah. I need to keep it more consistent. Somebody like Batavia or something like that, you could just honestly put them out in a pot in the cold and just let it sit for winter and it's gonna grow when it's good and damn ready. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when you want to stratify any kind of seed, this is how you do it. And so the reason why you would do it in the um winter as well as if you want to start them under lights or something then you can get a jump start on them yeah 
and get them going in September, stratifying them, and then when you would normally start your other seeds, you can pull them out and be done. I um, or you can buy a plant, but make yeah. sure if you're buying the plant that you know you're checking for the proper varieties that are going to ultimately be used right. um, for medicinal purposes. That's the catch because there are a lot of like faux kind of varieties that are just and that that's in general not just with echinacea full varieties that are just being produced you see this in sunflowers all the time you know they're not going to be producing edible seeds you know for sunflowers as an example so make sure that right. if you're if it's your goal to grow it for this purpose insert whatever that this purpose is that you have looked up and made sure that the variety you're selecting can be used for that purpose versus it, it just being something that's more cosmetic and what is that variety? Oh, well, shoot. I don't think I know how to pronounce the name of it. Oh, Echinacea I practiced these. Pura. No, no, wait. Wait, I even wrote down the Paporia. Yeah. The Angus. Oh, I'm going to be so embarrassed when I play this, when I see this video back. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> Angus Tifolia and uh, Pelati. Pelata. So the Paparia is the one that you want mostly. That's like the common Ooh. standard one that gives you the medicinal properties that we're looking for. Okay. Uh, do you want to go over pests? Uh, let's see what I have. For, I'm still like reminiscing on. I can't believe I, I did like a Sesame Street pronunciation just now. You can do uh, your victory lap in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not <laughs> pleased with myself, but I do remember now putting it down because I really had intentions. You're supposed to remind me to practice it before we hit record. But here oh, we are. Bad. All right. So pest echinacea, they're subject to several diseases, but wait for it. Um, so you may see problems like stem rot, um, powdery mildew, which a lot of us see in our gardens. Um if I skip over it and you have it, it's because, again, I couldn't pronounce it. Aster yellows, as well as damage from aphids, Japanese beetles, which are a problem, and then some other type of mites, right? But while the Japanese beetles and other things like, you know, echinacea is subject to these things, this is what I read. And I think it's so cute. It's like, be patient. You know, there are other birds and bugs that can come and clean that up for you. You know, so birds such as goldfinches, which I saw in my garden last year, if you can see the joy in my face for those that are watching, they'll feed on coneflower seeds and things. Um, and most gardeners basically are like, I'm going to give a little bit to, you know, the rest of the environment, the birds and other insects and things mm -hmm. and let let them clean up um, my flowers. So don't just jump up and say, hey, I'm going to spray this or I'm going to try to treat it. It, it isn't always necessary. So. Yeah. I'm no, so I don't ever myself. I haven't sprayed anything on mine. I don't I just let it go because <clears throat> there's a lot of seeds that fall in the spring mm -hmm. or fall. Um, okay, so the roots have the most medicine. So I'm sure you're thinking, well, what the hell? How am I supposed to have the perennial if I have to harvest the roots? I got you, boo. So um, the second year that you grow it, you can clip the stems, remove the flowers and dry. And for the roots, you can dig up the plant. And, you know, once it spreads and it gets bigger, you can dig up a portion of the plant mm -hmm. and take for it. So the, the one downfall would be if you're if you're growing this for the medicinal qualities is or properties you would not have more to split yeah and move around your property but you will have enough to harvest and grow <clears throat> so 
So what I found was, and this is the biggest surprise, because I oftentimes think of the flowers, maybe the leaves, as the thing we're using in these plants and these kind of flowers and such. So that's what we're using for the medicinal purposes. I didn't know until we got prepared for this episode that primarily folks look to the root of this plant. And so it was like an aha moment for me. And from my notes, and I checked a couple of places because I was like, really? So it's minimum of three to four years before harvesting the roots is what's generally recommended. Now yeah. I know with everything, some people may do it earlier, but that's what the internet and various places say. Um, and I was kind of floored, but all things considered, it kind of makes sense. Right. You know, cause <clears throat> these are, some of these are considered because of how um, they self sow so easily or like wildflowers, right. You know, once you find them, they're probably everywhere in that space. And you can decide whether or not you want a bunch of echinacea plants, a bunch of purple cone flowers in your garden as well. That way you can have, even if you do it like, I don't know if you want to keep track of the number of years, like I planted this in 2022, this set of plants I planted in 2024, but that does give you an an opportunity to kind of manage against, um, I'm harvesting the roots of these in three years, and then I'm going to harvest again next year for the roots of those and so on. Um, So there's definitely a strategy you can deploy there. So do you know what I was just drinking? I don't know, but you were drinking it out of your backyard gardens. I was. My backyard gardens pint glass. Mm -hmm. Um, It was water Mm. with echinacea tincture in it that I made. Is that So I actually have a cold Mm -hmm. that my dear sweet son has blessed me to get when we were out backpacking. So, um, I am consuming echinacea on abnormal proportions. Mm -hmm. So it's important. So if you, if you want to do the medicinal, you're not growing it right now. I'm going to give you a a tip. Mm -hmm. One is go buy some of the actual herb for right now and make these products while yours is growing because otherwise, I mean, you know, the ship could sail. Yeah. So studies show that four out of 11 brands of echinacea products actually have any echinacea in them. Don't have any? Four of them have it in there. Okay, okay. So So that's what, 30% of products have the actual herb in it? So if we think about that, the vitamin market is an unregulated market, Mm -hmm. so it could be whatever. This is a way to guarantee that you're going to get that. Now, <clears throat> I use mine as a tincture and a tea. Tincture, you take the herb, you mix it with vodka, you let it sit for about eight weeks, and then you strain it, drain it, put it in a thing, in a bottle, and you use it. You can make it like I did with a glass of water, put it mm-hmm. right under your tongue and take it, whatever. And then you also make it as tea. The one thing about this <clears throat> is all of these herbal medications not all of them but a, a good proportion especially this one needs to be taken on a regular basis to be effective if you have a cold and you're just like oh i got a fever today i'm taking a i'm drinking a cup of tea that's not going to do any good yeah mm-hmm. it's going to taste like echinacea which has kind of got a funky taste to it like a funky minty taste but you get used to it but it doesn't do any good. You have to be taking it up to a certain point, mm-hmm. and then once you get sick, you can ramp up on that. Yeah, it's, so, it has to be present in your system, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has to be. So it's like a it's a supplement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a treatment, so it's not going to treat your cold. But what it does is, as you build it up in your system, it builds that <clears throat> your immune system up to fight that for you. 
So once you have your cold, your immune system is already beat up. Yeah. So that's too late. You know what I'm saying? You can't give it the, the, the echinacea steroids. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be, it's hurt. So what I do is I'll drink teas, you know, a couple glasses of tea a week, you mm-hmm. know, whatever, you know, I'll take a tincture once, you know, once a week or something just to keep it present into my system. And then in a situation like this, boom, I got a cold, I'm drinking tea, I'm taking the tincture and I ramp up. And then when I'm done with my cold, I ramp down. I don't just stop. Mm -hmm. I ramp Mm -hmm. down and go through. And then that will help you do it. So when I first got into this, I remember I was at my job and the guy across me was like, man, I got so sick. And he would go to the store and he'd buy his echinacea pills and he'd be taking them by the fistful. Just, you know, it wouldn't do him any good. I was Mm -hmm. sitting across from him. And I mean, this is the hard part is, are you getting sick or are you not getting sick? Like, what's the story here? You know? Is it because I took echinacea? I don't know. But I took it as a precautionary measure. And at that point, I was drinking it every day. Mm-hmm. Every day I drank it. And I mean, I didn't get sick as much. And when I did, it was definitely a, a lesser amount of sick, like a, for a shorter period of time. But it could have been a number of things, mm-hmm. you know. It could have been my lifestyle or something. I don't know. Okay. So wait, the what you're drinking now, was that used from the petals or was that used from the root? This was the root. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a mixture of root and petals, but yeah. mostly the root. And yeah. so <clears throat> I have these little amber bottles and I store it in there and then I'll just take like a dropper. It has an eyedropper on top and I take the whole thing, put mm-hmm. it in there, bam. Um, if you're in a pinch, you can put it right under your tongue and you just let it soak in under your tongue because it's really open pores under there mm-hmm. and it'll go through, but it kind of burns a little bit. So just keep that in mind. But that's um that's basically how to use it. And the problem is, is most people think I'm sick. I need it. Let's go get it. Let's yeah. use it. But you have to be using it beforehand. And if you're buying it, there's a 30 percent chance you're actually even getting the herb itself in there. So what else are you putting in your body at that point? Yeah, that's that's a sucky kind of situation. But again, <clears throat> I mean, it's it's a part of what we're doing is. We're gardening and we're increasing the amount of things we're consuming that we know where it started from, where it came from. And this is no different. Um, I do think I really thought you were going to go with like it provides some relief, like it's soothing, so to speak. Um, And if we look at some of these things, like once you have this situation, unless we're talking about the salves the ointments and things like that. Like once you have it, (laughs) it's difficult to, it's not the cure for it. Right. You know, like, come on, a common cold is going to run its course. You're just going to be provided some relief. Right. And so I thought you're going to go with the same thing. Um, But you you took me on a different spin. I can appreciate that. Yeah. This is, I mean, it's again, it's the holistic lifestyle Mm -hmm, thing. mm -hmm. It's you take it and you consume it throughout your life. Yeah. And it does it because, I mean, if anybody comes up to you and is like, hey, there's I mean, never mind. I was going to say nothing will treat any symptom, but that's not true. I do know of a couple things that will. But like it treats a cold. It does not treat a cold. Like I'm not I don't even feel comfortable like saying that in the way that I'm saying it, because Mm -hmm. I don't want the soundbite to get out where I say it treats a cold like it doesn't do that, but it helps boost your immune system Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so look at the marketing that the products have and then think about it on your so what you grow or if you get the dried herb and you use it dude you're you're good 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, that's a big difference. It's funny because the first bullet that I have has positive effects on immune system. And it's kind of understated based on all that you've shared, right? Yeah. All so right. that's, that's, um, that's echinacea. <clears throat> if you want to make a tincture and you want to use any of the herbs that we've talked about, there's a list on our Amazon. It's under Herbal Remedies, I believe it's called. And it has all of the products that I've used in the past. And I've made a lot of these all of these I've made. Um, and you can use that to, you know, the, the amber bottles for the tinctures to help because you don't want the sunlight to get to mm-hmm. them. There's tea containers to store the teas and stuff like that. And when I say teas, it's just the herb ground up. That's all it is. Yeah. 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 And so when you get this, let's say you get sick and you're like, I'm, I'm going to take some echinacea. Take the echinacea and mix a little chamomile in it. And you'll get like a nice flavor and you'll get the relaxing properties along with the, the immune boosting properties. So try that. You got anything to tell everybody? See ya. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV. Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. Over on our website, BackyardGardensTV.com. And then we have Patreon at Backyard Gardens. And don't forget to check out our links below to help the show. Thank you so much for joining us as we learn to grow and grow for change. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck! We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.